now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even the Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. My name is Corey Cavan. My name's Kevin James Doyle. And I'm obviously Nick Lachey. <laughs> oh, it's so good to have you here, Nick. On the podcast no today, we have the man himself. You know him from the barbed wire tattoo he has around his arm. Nick Lachey, everybody. <laughs> Straight yeah, off it. of co-hosting Love is Blind. That's where I, you know, he, every single time he introduced himself, he said, <laughs> I am obviously <laughs> Nick Lachey. And I thought to myself, who, like, who, what level of celebrity do you get to be before you're obviously that person? I have to say, like, I brain fart so much with celebrities that had he not said that, I would have been like... Wait, is that, is that that's who, Nick, who is, is that is Nick Lachey? Hey, I think I just or I would have been like, oh, that's that's uh that dude was in 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 sync, right? Like I would have gotten it wrong. Yeah, I have no idea where he came hey, from. Hey, I just Corey, I, he's I obviously Nick news. Lachey. I have some bad news for Nick Lachey. There's a lot of people that are really good with celebrities that would have had the same <laughs> problem you did. <laughs> There's some very adept celebrity watchers. Um, yeah. No, uh, I didn't know he was on that. Oh, have you not he, seen he, it? Love is blind or blind no. love, whatever. Love is blind, something like that. Love is blind. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you can have fun watching Love is Blind and try not to come on Netflix. I've been watching art films, John. Oh, cool. Such as <laughs> what? What'd you watch last night? Portrait of a Lady on Fire <laughs> and Raging Bull. Wait, that was not last night. That was and, two nights ago. Last, last night, night we watched Good Boys. <laughs> last night we watched Good Boys. A nice, beautiful art film <laughs> where, nice they, where they slap film. each other with dildos. You know, Good Boys. <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's it's the sequel to uh, the Red Balloon, the French film, the Red yeah. Balloon, about a little boy that walks up a ladder on Paris. Kevin, why don't you fort- climb off of your ivory tower for a second and meet us back down here? Good okay. Boy, Good Boys is a sequel to the French <laughs> film, The Four Hundred Blows, but it's just the Four Hundred Blows taken in the uh, taken in the innuendo form. That's yes. what it is. It's called. It's a, you guys can call it Good Boys. I call it Les Boys de Good. <laughs> <laughs> All Les right. boys de good. Listen, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are big love is blinders. Bon, bon. And what's that Les other one? De bon. Le bon garçon. Too yeah, hot to continue. handle. I couldn't. I liked. I was down with love is blind. I could watch love is blind. Oh yeah, it was fine. Too hot to handle was another one that we recently put on in our household. I couldn't get behind it. Yeah, I mean, I watched it all, but it was very hard to get for, to get into that. For the other listeners who haven't watched it, they've probably watched it. What is too hot to handle about? So, Love Is Blind is is where they fall in love with each other without seeing each other, which mm-hmm. uh, is an interesting concept, I guess. Too hot to handle is like a bunch of super attractive um, bros and ladies go to an island. And they win $100,000 if they don't have sex. And it's like the hardest thing in the world for them to like not touch each other in five minutes. Like, fuck, it's the only thing I'm good at. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> shit. I, I know, I know you, I know you, like, I know it's a temptation, but it's a hundred grand. Just keep it in your pants. But also, don't you feel like, I mean, maybe it's just because there's so many reality shows now. But like that is such a that is such a uh, Austin Powers one million dollars thing where you're like a hundred grand, dude. That after taxes, you're bringing home like sixty five. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're bring you're bringing home like a pretty good pretty good salary. But it's like, yeah, man. I mean, it's not that much. Dude, it's not like it's the most insane prize ever. If yeah, Corey, if Corey's on love, if Corey's on uh, too hot to handle season two, I know not to put my money on it. It's going to be day two. He's like, that's not enough money. I'm fucking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, here's the deal. You and me and the three, like let's us four all just go hook up together, spin off and start a side business. I guarantee you we'll turn 200 in the first six months. Come on, let's just do it. <laughs> That'd be, that would be really interesting if they got people that were hot enough and smart enough that they could be like, 
let's have an orgy and then develop an app that everyone needs. And then they just make like a billion dollars. Yeah. They basically just start an only fans and then just stream it during the show and then make all the money. That's what they do. I mean, it was, really, it was really interesting because they, you have to cast that show the right way. You have to find people who literally can see a hundred thousand dollars disappear just to make out with someone. Cause if they do anything, they lose a bunch of money. And so it's like, it's like this, the Samantha's like, she'd be like, oh, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm turned on. I want to hook up with this person. Yeah. But then it's like me watching it, I guess, as a Charlotte. I'm just like, really, really? Like you can't yeah. go that long for a hundred grand. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. It's like a drawn out version of the Seinfeld master of your domain that's, conversation. That's, they made that show. The, the person who created that show got it from the Seinfeld episode. Is that true? It's true. If, according to Wikipedia, which where all things are true. That's incredible. That's yeah. amazing. Wikipedia is the most truthful place on, on the internet. R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Today. Rest in peace, Jerry yeah. Stiller. Rest in peace, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. I would, he would have been a great, he would have been a great character on Sex in the City. Who would Jerry Stiller have been on Sex in the City? Oh, well. Maybe he'd be, uh, he'd be Harry Goldenblatt's, <laughs> Harry Goldenblatt's dad. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just basic. Jerry Goldenblatt. Jerry Goldenblatt. He would have been Jerry Goldenblatt. Yeah. Harry! Totally. <laughs> Instead of what Jerry, you, he just you, says Harry. Harry! Says Harry! Harry! <laughs> Harry! You gotta wipe the cream cheese off your face. <laughs> they got a schmear on your face. You, you smeared the schmear. You gotta clean it up. Dude, there is not there is nothing funnier than You don't wax your back before you go to a shirtless wedding? What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We, Jerry Goldenblatt. us Goldenblatts, we've always had hair on our back and we always will. She'll accept you or she won't. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with, with him prior to, uh, we're, Kevin's bouncing out a little bit. You, you back, Kev? Guys, we're I'm back. Am I back? You're, you're back. back. You're back. As, as if you're listening to this and you're not watching it, mm -hmm. you know that we're, we're recording this thing through zoom, mm -hmm. like the rest of all the business meetings happening. So sometimes we get a little lag, yeah. but we're Sorry. figuring it out. We're doing, we're doing our lag. best. You guys have been there. You, you're all there now. What else is going on? What's, what's, <laughs> what's happening in the world? Well, uh, I, this is, let's, let's go. What's happening with, uh, with, with the pod. What's, what's going on with the pod? What's going on with the pod? We did. Pod news. We did. Uh, we did Sex in the City trivia this past week. Me and Corey mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Uh, with yep. uh, with Amy and the, uh, Gwyneth. It was super fun. Mm -hmm. Super fun. What was the I, hardest question that was asked? The hardest question asked of me. I'll. I want to say first because Kevin did way better than I did. The hardest thing of me was that they would basically show you a guy and they'd be like, "Who is this?" Ooh. And and the one that was really tough for me was the guy who swears at Charlotte mm. when he has sex with her. Yeah. Seeing him, they showed me him at dinner with her and it was, it just looked like a dude in a suit. Yeah. And even everyone, tough. everyone, in, everyone in the chat was like, Ooh, that's a tough one. Did they, did everyone in the chat know it? Not everyone. A few people did. Everyone in the chat what? was roasting. Every, it was, it's so intimidating to do. To see your yeah. heckles. I was like, um, oh, people are like, fucking come on, Kevin. I'm like, I'm trying to <laughs> again. What was the hardest one you got, Kevin? A picture um, of uh Kim Cattrall. He's like, I uh, uh I don't I don't know. I think that's uh Anthony. I don't know. Well, you know, I I I thought I had lost because I thought it was just too hot to handle. And the second they showed me a picture of one of the girls I came and I was like, oops, I lost. And they're like, No, it's just trivia. <laughs> Perfect. Which yeah. You guys froze. <laughs> just like uh, during my. Out, did, yeah. you, did you hear my stupid know. joke? I heard it. I, th oh, I I did hear it, but I got it. I think. Wow, I've never bombed so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to every Zoom comedy show and Instagram live comedy show in quarantine. That's yeah. every single already, one. Already, it lagged. It lagged to ruin the punchline of an already not funny joke. It's like. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna quit the pod. Maybe, okay. maybe when people listen to it on the pod, they'll think it's really funny. Maybe it'll yeah, have maybe like, so. it'll like two negatives will make it positive type situation. Yeah. Hey, will you guys work out there? Will, will you guys send in an encouraging messages to the Instagram just <laughs> about how you please? No, um, I got one. I I lucked out because one of them was the Catholic playwright who showers after sex, oh, which yeah. Oh, yeah. um, which is very much very very Kevin centric, very Kevin guy um and then 
I so I got him. I also got uh, Chip Kill. I didn't get Chip Kill Kenny. I forget. I got Chip Kill Kenny. He was the last guy that I had. I mean, I think they did Attractive it because man. it was inspired by um, March Bradness. That's why they did mm-hmm. our rounds that way. But boy, because of March Bradness, like that helped my education so much. So it was much easier oh, because yeah. of oh, yeah. that. Now, totally. um, I was right going to say, now, speaking of Chip Kill Kenny, we are. We're, we just finished season six, episode one, the episode that Chip Kill Kenny's in. What if yeah. that's what if that's the spinoff podcast of of our friends? Speaking of Carrie, and they and did another one. Speaking of Chip Kill Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to his white collar prison cell. Oh, it looks like he's playing cards with Bernie Madoff. That's uh, <laughs> oh wow, oh my goodness. Uh, it looks like he's having fun. Um, yeah, so we're we're actually. Um, Plowing right ahead, season six, episode two. What's uh? Yeah. What do we have for? What do we have today? What's so the name of it? The uh, the, I, I'm the I'm vi- looking it up. Yeah, the last if- one it ended with Carrie uh meeting Burger for a movie and being like, oh my gosh, what if he sees me? And seeing Tater, Tater Tot, seeing Tater Tot, which was not yeah, who we learned is not SJ, who not SJP's actual son. <laughs> Dude, we need to, we need to do a you know what we need to do is we need to do a a, a max a mix up GIF of Jerry Springer, just being like Carrie, you are not the mother. <laughs> I was trying to Dude, think of that to, to do a post about that, and then it took me like five minutes. So I was like, that is so weird. They never do not the mother on. <laughs> they never do not the mother True. on that. They always do the oh yeah, that's it's they pretty. Can't. <laughs> It's a little easier to figure out. <laughs> I love um, that it took you five minutes, though. You're just like, I wonder. That seems unfair. That seems like that's, that's, that's just another example of 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 male centric casting. Yeah, they always are. Um, yeah. So that I got happened. It. Okay, go ahead. What's it called? It's called Great Sexpectations, which Ooh. I don't know what it's about, but I have heard people talk about this episode. Maybe just because of the title, Great Sexpectations. Um, I think it's just going to be, uh, is it Dickens? Did Dickens write yeah. this episode? You know how they mm-hmm. do, uh, in like Family Matters and stuff, they'll do one that's like Christmas and it'll be like literally just a production of like a Christmas Carol or something. There's like no yeah. logic to it. That'd yeah. be awesome if like all of them have top hats and they're just like, hello, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> what this That's is, a- this isn't New York city. This is foggy old London town. <laughs> yeah. Um, great amazing. expectations. Well, should, should we Samantha dig in? met a guy named big Ben and you know why he was named big Ben. <laughs> Cause he had His a large comes cock. every hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can't besides besides expectations of sex and Charles Dickens. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like we already covered it right there. Let's. Wh- what's the over under? Do you think there's a Charles Dickens reference? Yes or no? Even, I feel like there's got to be. Uh, I, I think there's an orphan. Some there's going to be an orphan in it somewhere. <laughs> I think I think there's not a Charles Dickens reference, but I think there's a pun on Scrooge and Screw. Ooh, that's Ooh. a good that's a good prediction. I think it's going to be a Scrooge. Um. I think the ghost of Christmas ass (laughs) (laughs) that's coming Um, in too. Yeah. Uh, I've been with a few tiny Tim's. (laughs) (laughs) We just wrote it. All right. All righty. Uh, let's go watch this episode and we'll come back and, uh, and we'll chat about it. Bye. Bye. Episode 76. Great sexpectations. Carrie and burgers date sizzles in the restaurants, but fizzles in the bedroom. Miranda becomes addicted to a British show featuring an interracial romance. A tenacious Charlotte pursues converting to Judaism for Harry. Samantha and the girls go to a cold food restaurant where Samantha meets hot waiter, Jerry Jared. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back. Wow. Welcome back. Welcome back. You guys, I thought of a good, a really good pun about Charles Dickens that I missed because I, my brain was working slow, but it's David Copperfield. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I know. David Copperfield. I know. It was a little bit too late, but come on. It's a pretty good one. Um, a tale of two titties. 
See, that was good. That's good. You probably didn't even spend time thinking about that, did you? What other books did he write? A um, Christmas. Wait, he didn't write a Christmas story. Never mind. That came out in yeah, like the eighties. He did a Christmas Carol. Did he write a is Christmas that? story or a Christmas Carol? I don't know the Christmas. difference. I don't think the there is a story. Is the story is the. Yeah, that's the BB gun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll shoot your eye um, out. Great expectations. Great expectations. He did not write this. This was written by Michael Patrick King. That's right. Was it really? I believe so. Um, mm. All right. Let's 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 jump in here. Um, jump us in, John. Yeah. the uh, The through line of the ep- uh, episode was expectations, specifically Carrie's relationship with Berger, her sex expectations. Uh, she just asked the question, uh, when we're older, are we just waiting for the shoe to drop? She had a really clever Jewish uh, pun in there somewhere. Um, and she said, why is it always something? Or is it always something? Right. Um, the different stories were, of course, Charlotte announced um, at the first chat and chew that she is um, going to become Jewish. And it was her um, process of... Um, winning over the rabbi to in, accept her into uh, the Jewish faith. And Harry said, you know, it's a game that you got to play. She was very confident in her ability to, to play the game. Um, with uh, Miranda, the story had to do with her TiVo. TiVo was her um, her significant in this episode, uh, specifically the show Jules and Mimi. And uh, Magda sat on the TiVo remote, uh, raised her shows. And um, she was pretty frustrated by that. Um, Samantha wanted to um, hook up with the waiter at um, the the restaurant Raw, and there was like a little bit of a um, last last or last one to make it goes home with them scenario, and uh, she ended up hooking up with the waiter at Raw. And lastly, Carrie and Berger uh, hooked up and did not have passionate hot sex and she was very worried that they weren't going to work out together because everything else works in other parts of the relationship so uh she was working through uh being with someone that she really liked in which she did not have super passionate hot sex with where do you guys want to start i do want to start by saying it's actually I can't tell exactly who, but I think it's a Cindy Shupak written episode. It's a it's a Michael Patrick King directed episode. Okay, just want to give credit where credit okay. is shoe packed. There you go. I'm pretty sure she wrote it. There's like five writers on the IMDb credit, but I think it's like her and Darren Star. I think it's maybe just her. Anyway, um, I want to start so, with um. So, sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. Well, I was going to. I got a little more trivia here too, because trivet. Uh, I looked up Jules and Mimi. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing that comes up is um, is a show called Bob and Rose. It says Bob and Rose is a British television drama originally screened six one hour episodes on ITV. Blah blah blah. It was produced by this. Uh, Bob and Rose was the inspiration for Jules and Mimi, the fictional British TV show featured in Sex in the City. Oh. I was wondering that when they showed Jules and Mimi because I I love that in other shows where they have fake shows. Oh yeah. It's great because they like cast a show within a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so listen to this. The original, uh, the person that the guy created before this, he created the British version, the original Queer as Folk. And then his show after that was Bob and Rose. Hmm. Oh, no way. Yeah. Did you guys think that so, you, like, it, I thought the story with, I'm glad we're talking about Miranda first because I think that was probably the weakest storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we've, we've seen it before where one of them falls in love with an inanimate object, like, um, uh, Charlotte falling in love with the rabbit. This is kind of like another play on this using the TiVo to replace a boyfriend. But did you think that it was just weird? It was weird. It, I never thought that even feel comfortable to use a TiVo to masturbate yourself <laughs> seems so painful. That's true. Um, it's just it's so big. Um, did you guys think that Jules and Mimi felt like a porn? Like I thought it was going to end up just being like hardcore porn when she came over and he was like, it's, it's yeah. sweaty in here. Come into yeah. the bedroom. I was like, this yeah. is, this is log and he, jamming. And he, <laughs> log, what is yeah. log jamming actually from? What big, is that the, reference? Big Lebowski. The big Lebowski. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, he answered the door shirtless 
it definitely definitely felt like that totally yeah. Um, well, that's where that's that's where it would be interesting to see what that show was. But I mean, I uh, mm-hmm. I feel like the angle is daytime soap opera, though. I think it was more that. Oh, okay. Like, do you remember, like you you know, like Days of Our Lives yeah. or whatever? Right. Were they toying with like the idea that she was becoming like the, the old woman who just like I love my totally. stories. I just watch my stories. Like, leave me alone. I kind of program. I'm watching my program. I kind of felt yeah. like it was like that. I, I felt like it was like that, but not as much like old woman who watches her stories, but just like, it's almost like when people get super into like Grey's Anatomy or whatever. And they're just like, Oh my gosh, I live for this. I live for what's going on with this. Like less, like I need to watch this. But like, that was her life. Now I was watching like nighttime TV and like living through the living through the, like the love, the love story arcs in that. As someone who's recording a podcast with two of his friends uh, about a TV show, I can certainly relate. (laughs) Basically, that's us for the past two years. I couldn't help but wonder. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like this is just a... Now, it was the weakest of the four, but I will say that this would be a completely kind of whatever throwaway... um, uh, storyline if it weren't for the fact that there's like a tiny bit of pathos and tragedy to it because she really loves Steve and she can't yeah. tell him. So she's burying herself in television. Not cause it's like, Oh, I'm like getting older, blah, blah, blah. It's to make up for the fact that she's really pained that her relationship with Steve isn't going well. So I didn't love the storyline until Steve was there and it was like, Oh man, she's like Miranda. I feel like in this moment is like very much trying to escape her reality where usually she's like, whatever I eat cake out of the trash can. I don't care. Yeah. But right right now you could feel like she's kind of on the, on the could be on the cusp of breaking down and crying with one of her friends and being like, I love Steve. Like in the last episode, I would be really interested to see what like the every outfit women would say about this version of Miranda. This version of Miranda Mm -hmm. does feel like a little bit, of a lesser version of like the strong modern woman that we've seen in yeah. the first five seasons. She's like a little checked out right now. And but then again, ma- just- maybe like the, maybe the response is like, why she can just do whatever the hell she wants. If she wants to sit at home and watch TV, that's, that's great <laughs> well, too. But like, it seems like fu- she's running away from her problems, which I is think like- the fact, yeah, I think the fact that, you know, her interior life, like if it was just like, Hey, look, she has like a very high powered job and she's a mom like yeah she wants to come and watch tv nothing wrong with that but the fact that you know that she's like just a week or two ago she told the father of her child she wanted to say i love you and then it didn't she couldn't because he's now dating someone like the fact that you know that she's living in some sort of conflict Mm -hmm. and kind of just being like i don't want to talk about it i just want to watch tv like that yeah i think that's like not her rising to the occasion in the sense that like she's usually like a killer you know, yeah, like she like totally. goes all in. Yeah. So I think you're right. And that she's like kind of sitting back a and little it's bit. It's also interesting because she like won't even talk about it with Carrie too. Like when Carrie's trying yeah. to have conversations with her, she's like, don't even mention Steve. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a little weird. It's weird for me. It's weird for me. She's, she's heartbroken right now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm, We're s- I'm used to seeing power Miranda, you know? Yeah, we yeah. all are. Power Miranda, power suit Miranda, power everything Miranda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing when she said when he fixed her TiVo and then she was like, I love you. I mean, for doing this, like that was, that was like such a, you know, real like trip up moment. And you can kind of tell that he, whether he has feelings for her now or not, he is trying to like kind of play that back. Yeah. Be like, yeah, no, it's, uh, I got to go to a dinner thing. Yeah. It's cool. Do you think we're going to meet his uh, girlfriend? Gosh, I hope so. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember his other girlfriend, the one that he was double dating with Aiden. I yeah. remember her a little bit, actually. But I, I'd love to see the other kind of women that Steve attracts. Oh, man. Just probably like a... just. Do you think he just goes for like a diehard Rangers and a Knicks fan and they just go to all the sporting games together? I feel like he's got to have one girl that's just like from Rochester, <laughs> super hardcore New York sports fan, just like gets a little too drunk and like yells at some guy in the section next to them. I feel like he's got, he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, Katie is, uh, 
know, she's a sweet girl, but like you get a couple of it, she's a bruiser. You know, it's like you got you got you got to watch it. She has a she, she Ooh, has a she has, a she has a tramp stamp that's just like a giant like Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> giant yeah. Rangers thing. That's oh, funny. Man. She um, has a tramp stamp that is that it's that green uh right off the highway uh road sign that just says welcome to Brooklyn, forget about it. That's like her tramp stamp. Yeah. It's just like that giant road sign. I will say that I will say that of all of the sports fans in New York City out of Nets, Mets, Yankees, uh Knicks, and then the hockey teams, the Hey, hey the don't Rangers, forget MLS. Don't forget MLS. They're not they're in New Jersey. They they play in New Jersey. So do the Jets. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't, don't count sleep the, on the Giants. Red Bulls. So do the Giants. The Gi- giant the Giants play. I know, in I don't count I don't count them because you don't interact with their giant fanhood walking out of the stadium. What I was gonna say is the the Rangers fans leaving uh Barclays Center are the rowdiest and most totally. craziest of all of the fans. And also when you see the Islanders play like oh wait, you were saying the Rangers. Did you, did or I, Islanders. Islanders, Islanders play at the Barclays Center, Burgers. but the Rangers fans yeah, yeah. walking out of Madison Square Garden or the was it you and I, Kevin, that walked out of past the Islanders one night and we saw two guys get in a fight and go to the ground outside the Barclays Center, and it happened. Oh, I don't know. I, it was me and somebody else because I used to live right by the Barclays Center, and just watch two guys go to the ground. And then a guy came up and it was that thing when someone gets out of a fight where they're not like mad out of their mind. They're more just like happy where he's like, that was crazy. And I was just like, he was just fighting for sport. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember at that time we got up, we thought it was two dudes. Then they got up. We're like, oh, those are two girls. And you looked at me and you're like, those are definitely people Steve would be dating. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> Those um, are two of Steve's potential girlfriends. Let's talk about um, Samantha. And I do you guys do you guys know? Do you know? Do we know what? Do do we know what? That's why I'm. That's why I'm asking. Like, do you do you we, do you do you know? I I know this episode. Do you, Corey? Do you know? I I know. All right. So, so they gentlemen. never mentioned it, but I think. That's Smith. That's that's, that's, Smith, that's Jarrett. Smith Jarrett. Oh, I know. I know. I, I I knew that the second that he showed because he was everyone's talked about him like he's clearly the best looking guy who's been on the show. Yeah. And he was he is an so absolute attractive. specimen. I actually looked him up and the first article you get with Smith Jarrett is like, is it possible that Smith Jarrett is actually hotter now in old age than he was then? And it might be true. He is a like gorgeous currently? currently he is a I mean, I don't know, you you might just have a corona mask on, but he is a gorgeous human being. Holy shit. I mean, do you wow, think what he, a fucking stud? Yeah, you, or, how are you looking him up right now? Um, I just typed in I, Smith, I'm on I'm on Pornhub. I just typed in Smith Jarrett. <laughs> That's not Smith Jarrett. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, um wow, what an absolute stud. What a, what a what a dream boat. But yeah, this is uh they don't mention his name. And oh. so Jason I was like, Lewis. I was talking to Katie. I was like, I think that's Smith Jarrett. She's like, that's not Smith Jarrett. And she's like, that's 100% not Smith Jarrett. And I was like, I think that's, I think that's Smith Jarrett. And it was. Wait, was Katie just trying to throw you off? She was trying to, yeah, she was trying to scatter the scent, the scent a little bit. Nah, can't, can't scatter that scent. No, um, but that's Smith. And I, I loved that storyline when they were, too. when they were in raw. Wait, what was the name of the restaurant again? Raw. Did you notice the really bad music they were playing? Yes. When they were in there. So it's because they could not get to the right. They couldn't get the rights to the actual song for the restaurant. It was Old Dirty Bastard recorded Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Yo, yippee yo. Shimmy Shimmy Grind up some cactus. Let me take it away. I'm going to eat beets. I'm going to eat fruits. I'm going to eat anything, but don't cook it up your kook. It's just it's the whole, that was what Raw was. Yeah. That's oh, when rappers man. first started getting into making other businesses. Totally. Yeah. This is, wait, this is, do you think that we have a lot we can cover with this? But one thing I would say is when they said she had a lot of raw food and then she had raw sex. That's one of the first times they mm. very, very, very specifically showed a condom. Condoms everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere. Like one and got so stuck to her face. 
or the back mm-hmm. of her hand. Her arm, yeah. Raw sex means no condom. Yeah. <laughs> so did and they just, so I guess, yeah, good point. They, they, I bet they were in the writer's room and they're like, if we use that line, which we love, we love that line, yeah. but if we use it, we love we we love that line. People are gonna think we're promoting unprotected sex, and we cannot yeah. do that. Yeah, that no, you're yeah. right though. That is 100 percent why they have to do that. Yeah, probably right. Is that how that like? Is that like how the writing room works? Oh, we're Kevin just is right now. Showing us Kevin's a picture. just showing us a picture of Smith Jared currently. He his and Corey just lost too hot to handle when I showed it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost a hundred thousand dollars. Man, I would give up a lot of things in my. I, I would. I would sacrifice a lot to wake up tomorrow and look like that. Dude, his face. Okay, look. Look at that picture Kevin just showed us. Imagine his face. His face looks like when you look at like a copperhead snake's face. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it's just that. <laughs> it's just that pointed, and the eyes are so focused. Oh man, it's like a. Be- he looks like a fuck. beautiful snake. Like a uh, beautiful copperhead or a beautiful cobra. Uh, what's his name? Wait, what's his, at, what's his actor's name? Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis. Come on, this fucking poser trying to get in on the elephant game. Yeah, Jason, from, sit down. Uh, Jason, Davis. sit down. You, Come everyone on. knows that's Kristen Davis's territory. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, we got to wow. get Jason Lewis on the show and just oogle <laughs> at him for forty-five minutes straight. We need to get him on a, a video podcast. What's for your sure. routine? What's your diet? What's your skincare situation looking like? <laughs> like we want to wake up tomorrow and look like you, Jason. Oh, dude, I and I, he's I, like, so f- first things first, uh, genetics. First, I can't help you. When you are parents. that good looking, there is a thing though that it's like I've had a few friends that like. They're, they're, they're nice. They're good guys, but there is something that it's like, just since it is so purely genetic, it's not just like, Oh, you've lost weight. You're looking great. Like, and they've heard it enough that mm-hmm. they, they kind of know that they're good looking. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? Same like deal. they kind yeah, of totally. Yeah. It's that same thing where it, it's, I mean, it, it goes both ways for men and women, but like anytime you meet a really attractive person with a great personality, you're like, Oh, they've tapped into some other sort of thing where they didn't just have to get by in life where people are like, Hey man, yeah, you can, Hey, listen, the, it it's full in here, but just come in without a ticket. Get in yeah. here. Come on. You're fine. Like they didn't have to just cash in on looking great. And like, listen, they didn't ask for that. People are, you know, just more attractive people just get passes in life. It just happens. Yeah. They, which is great they good did. for them i mean, I mean I, sure whatever if I, if, I were, if I had looks like that i would i would i would utilize it to the max i would take it you know other people get it I, other ways i have i have been and and i'll say like <laughs> that's why i've worked so hard on my personality as well just because i don't look at it as an affliction i look at it as an opportunity yeah and yeah. kevin you have the looks the personality and the laugh you're a triple threat <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I I love that scene where they were all waiting it out. And when, when Samantha went up to the last woman and was like, you put up a good fight, sweetie. Like, let me just buy your dinner and get out of here because I'm going home. I love that that lady just fucking buckled. She's just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it, was it was such fun. good writing. It's funny, too, because that woman, it's like, hey, man, that lady was also just like free meal. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. She's like, sex can't be that great. Little did she know. Little, he, little, little you know that that Smith Jarrett know, knows the Texas oil drill. <laughs> Is that what that one was? <laughs> I don't know. Oh god, that one. One of those. There was definitely two of those that I was just like, yeah. That was one that I, I was like, know. that's just aesthetic right there. Well, there there are just certain times you hear like it's like, listen, I like getting off as much as the next guy. I would think probably more than the next guy. If John's the next guy, I know more than the next guy because we've <laughs> talked about it. I have a, a little bigger sex drive than you. But there is a certain point that I'm looking at things and I'm like, really? Like whenever Sting was like, I've had sex for 24 hours straight. I'm like, really? I feel like a half hour is fine, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Totally. And there was like, there were all those positions. I was just like, I don't know, maybe one of those positions seems kind of fun for seven minutes. Yeah, but the, the, is it Texas worth the neck ache? Drill. 
<laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, that was like, there was a lot of uh, Cirque du Soleil going on in that. Yeah, it was, but, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they needed to show that. And that was by far the most gratuitous sex scene we've had in the show. It, by far. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that one. <laughs> I don't know what pile else. Driver. <laughs> where, is, where is his fucking dick? I don't know. We're looking at the position oh, no. where it looks like he's just taking a shit inside of her. <laughs> it's oh like it looks, it's it's definitely. Oh man, it's it's weird. It's, it's weird it, for me. It, it, it's it's it weird looks for like us all. the cover. It looks like an art, like an artsy cover of a David Bowie album. Yeah. If they had clothes on, that's just like. Yeah, like it doesn't even look sexual. It just looks like, like people is that, in like is that a Kim weird Kattel shape. Or Marina Abramovich. I'm not. I can't really tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But they needed to show that, of course, to to compare it to um, the boring sex that Berger and Carrier had, which I think they equally did an incredible job showing the most boring uh, sex yeah. ever, highlighted by. What I thought was genius, the M11 bus. <laughs> the M- one of the best cameos we've had Dude. in the whole series is the M11 M11 bus. When they're laying there and you just hear the bus stop after her talking about the M11, it's just like oh. I get oh man, it was fantastic. Yeah. Sounds of the city, man. Yeah. I mean, we usually don't go uh yeah, we, I don't like I will say they did a pretty good job at without making it full like fully like armpit armpit goof banana peel Mm -hmm. like total goof bag Mm -hmm. they definitely did a good job at being like yeah they're just having some not great sex right here you know what i mean like yeah sometimes i could imagine based on the relationship it'd be it'd get a little too like oh and it was awkward it was like you're overplaying this it was definitely it was quiet enough and everything that it was like uh yeesh yeah, they brought the palpable awkwardness of just like even when Carrie talked about how quiet it was, you're just like, oof. All right, yeah. so not, I, not only quiet, just like zero connection. Yeah, I gotta ask you guys, and and I'm gonna pick on you guys all here for still being in the dating scene. What happens oh, if you're yeah. in a situation like that? If you if you you meet someone and you hook up and the sex is not, it's it's lackluster. What what's the play? Well, John, I'll let I you know had- when that happens, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the thing, man. When you're batting a thousand all the time, bro. Hey, listen, <laughs> nobody, Steve. No, nobody, it's cocky, Steve. Nobody <laughs> asked Mark McGuire what it was like when he was hitting it out of the park every time, you know. <laughs> Wait, go ahead, Except Kevin. for Sammy Sosa. Yeah. And, Sammy um, so- and then Sammy Sosa pulled that whole thing where he turned his skin white, and so then the story turned to him. You know, he was stuffing like- bats harder than Jarrett was stuffing Samantha, right? Oof. Yeah. Totally. Um. I I would say just in general, I think like, uh, you, you gotta go. Th- I, I feel like you have to go through it in order to realize like some of the, like everybody along the way is just like, sex is usually better. The more, you know, a person like yeah. most people say that. And most people are like, yeah, one night stands and like the quick, just hooking up thing either it goes well or it doesn't, or it gets old at some point or it turns into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I would say having not great sex with a stranger is not as fun as having whatever, not great sex with someone, you know, cause you're like, Oh, this was the point. <laughs> how can <laughs> then you're, then you're just playing a game. Like how can you, what, like after you're after you come, then it's just like, how do I get this person out of my house, or how do I get back from Bushwick? What's the quick? How like? <laughs> yeah, but that still doesn't answer the question. The question that I posed is, what's your question? Uh, like, you're you're comparing not great sex with a partner versus not great sex with a stranger, and you said, of course, not great sex is with a partner, but how important is great sex in? A partnership, like if you are looking for a partner. I think, I mean, it's funny because I think we could pose it back to you after the discussion because you're the only one of us who is legally partnered. Um, but I, I feel like you want, you know. Or illegally partnered. Dude, when we got, I've never shared this online, but when we got married, we got our marriage license in Kentucky Mm-hmm. they slid us a piece of paper and we had to sign it that we legally were not related to one another. 
Really? Yeah, I guess that's a problem there. But that for some reason that just made me think of that. Like <laughs> they, we were like getting our marriage certificate and they're like, do you have like the signed document? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, one last thing. And they're like, you guys brother and sister? And we're like, no. And they're like, all right, you're good. Anyway. Wait, did they just Man, like slide you I, I would have never like, guessed that it was a I would have never guessed that it was a problem based on based on the hundred years of stereotypes about Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh that did they but they actually slid you a thing you're like, you gotta fill this out too and sign yeah. this. It wasn't yeah. just a side like, hey man, by the way, <laughs> listen, dude. What what does it have to be second cousins? Is that the I think so. Cousins I'm, the yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm some not sure places with the... cousins is legal. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, outside of marrying cousins, that's a, another episode. That's the, that's episode three, Carrie, uh, Samantha. I think Samantha finds out that Smith Jared is her yeah. first cousin. I think it happens yeah. episode three. Here's but my, no, like, here's my take I, on, here's my take on sex. I was going to say, like, I think real quick before you do your take, I think coming from a place where I'm not, you know, like lifetime partnered with someone, I would be like, I Everyone's always like, well, what, what if you, what if it's not good? You know, like, what do you do? And like, I think that it's definitely, I think anytime anyone's like, not an important part. I don't agree with that. I think it is an important part of things, but I also feel like it's Miranda, I think makes the argument to her that it's like, you can work at it and yeah. it's not always perfect. And I have enough friends who are married that are like, and also like, you know, we have a lot of friends. I think all three of us have a lot of friends that got married super young. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, it's like maybe the first person they've ever slept with or whatever. And so, yeah, I think that I don't think it's like a defining, like if it's not fireworks, if you're not doing the Texas oil driller on night one, you know, then it's like, that's not that that's fine. I would advise against it. Yeah. yeah, for safety reasons. Like yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of components that make up an amazing relationship, and I think mm-hmm. it would be foolish to say sex is not one of those components, but mm-hmm. it is not all of the components. And I think our culture specifically unevenly and unfairly weighs sex as a way more important component than other things. It's like mm-hmm. looks and sex are the two most like defining things that will make a, a relationship lasting. And that's, I think, foolish. Like, like there's so many things that nece- necessitate an entire relationship. Like you think Smith Jarrett's going to be able to oil drill when he's like 72 years old? No chance in hell. Uh, like, yeah. I actually just saw pictures of how he looks now. I think he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. He'll be fine. Well, <laughs> no. like, like, yeah, no, I'm kidding. sex is important, but like, there's so many other yeah. things that make up a relationship that need to be rock solid in order for that relationship to be great. And I'm not that old, but I can imagine when you get to be 75, 80, although I yeah. did hear that in nursing homes, there's like rampant amounts of STDs that go around. <laughs> yeah. That's but true, like, yeah. That, that part of your body will fail eventually. And like, you know, you have to have something more there. So that's, that's my but hot what, take. What, what is, what's the law you said, John law of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. We talked about it the other, I forget what we were talking about on a, but I use that was, to defend um, uh, how fast I eat. Everyone's like, you eat so fast, you're not enjoying it. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> yeah, you bro, have done that before. let's talk about economics. <laughs> I'm enjoying it more. But yeah. But we're, you were talking about, who were we talking about? You were talking about play playmates. Because you're like, if you're banging another playmate every, there was some specific person I feel like we were talking about, but whatever. Law of diminishing returns, uh, I feel like is not always true, but that's like one of the arguments for like a, for a relationship because because the emotion like the that's one of the special things about love and relationships and investing more is that that is a place that if you invest in the right places you actually can get more out of something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whereas looks and just like sorry to be too we can be crude on here but like i'm saying it not to be crude jokingly but it's like literally just the act of coming like at a certain point like you do that enough and it's like even the actual best sex I think I've ever had in my life still was not within a very long term relationship and got old within like two months. I was already like, oh, because I don't see there being a future here. Mm-hmm. And so it was already like 
And that, that was just quickly within two months being like, man, this is crazy. This is awesome. Being like, I don't know, like there's only so much that that can do mm-hmm. and that you end up wanting more of a connect. And then Corey and I had a long conversation on Saturday about s- stuff that had to do with this of kind of like, um, about just what we look for in relationships and what, I don't know what our culture, I, I guess what people think will satisfy them within, within when it's just sex or yeah, just yeah. totally porn yeah. or just something like that. Like pretty quickly is like, okay, like there's other, it's, that's just another thing to do during the day. Yeah. To be honest, you, you yeah, see, the, there's no connection there. You see the Beijing fireworks uh, at the 2008 Olympics. The first time it's yeah. going to be incredible. You watch those things amazing. every single night for 40 years. At some point, they're not going to be as spectacular. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Listen, listen, all three of us have eaten really expensive caviar before. Yeah, it was great. But, you know, and it was it was a gift. Some, but like, but that's eat that every that's day. Where, obviously, this this completely <laughs> takes the intimacy out of it. But it's like, imagine like it's so easy to have fantasies about about like famous people isn't it funny to think about like honestly what happened if you were just like your whole life you're just like man you know who's on my list scarlett johansson if i ever saw her like and i had a chance it's like i feel like once you got there you'd first of all colin just would be mad but no whoever your like celebrity person was then once you're in the act of actually having sex and the smells and the juices and all of the weirdness that goes along with it you'd be like uh, it's not just going to be you performing at a high level with fucking Carmen Electra just nailing it. It's yeah. going to be weird. Thank you for bringing up Carmen Electra. That reverts back to a really mid, specific mid nineties Carmen Electra. A very specific time when you were twelve years old, jerking it to Carmen Electra. Also, Dude, it's really it's, funny if you th- if you put that same guy that you just did that character of like you know who I Dennis would do it with. If you put him with if you just oh. like throw in different people, he's like you know who I would love to do it with Steven Tyler. Yeah. You just throw in random different people and it's like, that's so much thing. But no, Liv I Tyler? Think, Are you kidding? No, Steven Tyler. That's who I want. I want Steven I Tyler. I want all, I want him to choke me with all those scarfs. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but no, I will say this real quick. I brought up the caviar thing because we all had a time where we randomly had a bunch of exquisite caviar that was given to us yeah. as a gift. Not just that we're just constantly munching on caviar, but there is a thing where it's like law diminishing returns. Like you, even if you're with a person that you're really in love with. Like I, I feel like sex over time is, I would think in like a long years long partnership or marriage is like used for different reasons too. Like there are times where it's just like purely crazy Texas oil driller erotic. And then there's like probably other times where it's just like, it's a point of connection. It's a point when you like, don't like each other to like probably bring you back together. Like there are like a lot of different reasons for it. And yeah. it, and I think that you're right, John, like people, I think in our society look at it as very one dimensional sometimes. And they're just totally. like, it's gotta, I think- be, it's gotta be hot. It's gotta be insanely transcendent. It's gotta be crazy. You mm-hmm. gotta bring in a third por- person and then a fourth person mm-hmm. and then a fifth person. Which is fine if that's your thing, but hey, yeah, bring them all eventually in. those five people will no longer be novel and you have to figure out what you want to do with yourself at that point. Yeah, that's true. Well, th- that is the thing. Like I, I know for sure that I would not want to be in an open relationship. Um, I can't imagine being able to handle that with another person and I wouldn't be able to handle myself with the person I care about. Cause I, I, I'm sure like the, Oh, this gets boring. It'd be fun to fuck other hot people. But I'm like, it's enough work to try and fuck one person yeah, and be in a relationship, let alone like, I don't know, spending your time, like getting a date going like that's, it's too much to think about. I don't Mm -hmm. think I would enjoy it. But then also even for people that do love that lifestyle, I do think that, there is something that, that when you take, when you don't take it, it's not right. It's not wrong. It's just a different thing. And you look at it that way, that that is just not, I don't want some transcendent love. That's magical. That's like, I need what John and Katie have times 50, the best sex. And we need to never have financial problems. Like I really would want that all of that energy put towards other random sexual connections 
I would want that mm-hmm. pointed towards a person, like a stronger mm-hmm. laser beam towards that person, even if it's more difficult. And I don't think I would necessarily say that if I hadn't spent a little more time, I don't know, kind of like sowing some more wild oats than I had planned to when I was like 25. Mm-hmm. That it's, you know, it's like you get some good times, you get some bad, weird times, you know, you have the, and then I see sex a little more for what it is in a, in a way that, I don't know, makes it more special and less special at the same time, depending on who it's with. Mm. Yeah. Did all that, did that make no sense or no, some that made, sense? No, that made a ton of sense. I, I no, completely sorry, okay. You were frozen on the Zoom the entire time. What'd you say? <laughs> No, that, yeah, that you were talking that, about wanting to fuck Smith, Jarrett, and then we lost yeah. you since then. <laughs> lost, you, the last thing you said is you were talking about how the Jets don't play in New York; they play in New Jersey. <laughs> I haven't heard anything for twenty five yeah, minutes. It's been, it's been. But Corey and I've had a great you, conversation. John and I. Have been you just, about tons you just of stuff. missed me giving the play by play of how I really wanted to be on the other side of the Texas oil drill. <laughs> just once. Um, let, let's no. let's finish with talking about um, Charlotte and. Harry, I really, I really love that. I like that storyline a lot. I do too. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny because like the discussion we're having now about sex, like Charlotte is trying to go for, she's trying to go for the thing of like, I, I want to change, not really change who I am, but I want to like do what I can for this other person because I want to be with them. Um, and they're in a place where, since we're talking about sex, like they both agree that it's like really good, but she's also trying to get that other aspect of relational thing. She's like, I want to sacrifice for you so that we can lock this down. And I do feel like their portrayal of New York Judaism is so funny how it's just like, they're like, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just shut the door in her face multiple times. And then he's like, oh, that's what they do. It's playing hard to get. Yeah. Judaism is just the easiest it's like such a like such a fine line because it's the easiest religion to make fun of and to have fun with, and they're also the easiest group to like. I think they have a better sense of humor mm-hmm. um, about their religion yeah. than than like Catholics or or Islam or certain types of Christianity. Pretty good sense of humor <laughs> about it, and then also it's always like whenever something's so intensely Jewish, I'm always like is this going to take a weird anti-Semitic turn without me realizing it real quick? (laughs) But then also what's really funny is you think about those scenes that were shot. Think of the number of Jewish people that signed off getting that on air. Like it's it's like 75% of the people were probably like, Oh yeah. Like a lot of the writing staff is Jewish. A lot of the producers at HBO. Like it's just, this is a different, this is great. Cause it was a different type of Jewish storyline that, that I don't think you usually get. I don't think you usually get the conversion storyline and the outsider person like we most people in the country are fill-ins for charlotte mm-hmm. yeah. usually it's like you're dropped into jewish humor or a jewish storyline and you're like okay like i think i can follow along but there's not like a person who doesn't get it that yeah. can be your avatar by being like that's so funny have, yeah. it's great have you all ever known anyone that's that's completely converted religions for someone else any, or any or religion any religion in general like what, what are your thoughts on huh. changing your religious beliefs for another person? That's a good question. I know people who, I know people who dated, like I, I have two friends who are dating, who've dated for a while now, for like years. And the guy was Episcopalian and the girl was like, I don't, she's like, I'm not, not. I, I'm, I'm like, she was like, I'm not an atheist. I believe in something. And she's like, to be honest, this is kind of interesting to me. And she ended up meeting with the priest or the rector or whatever it is, church and, uh, talked to the rector. And she was like, here's the thing. Like I have, I'm interested in this, but I don't feel like I'm like one of you. And the, the rector was like, he's like, just you saying like, you have some sort of interest in faith. He's like, you're you're here. Like you're, if you want to come here and be interested in this, then like go for it. And Mm. then she has like since like been pretty involved there because she was like, okay, cool. I'm interested in this. I love this person. I feel accepted here. Mm -hmm. So like 
but I don't feel like she had the same experience coming to it as the guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of anyone. I don't know anyone. I don't think, I don't think I know anyone that's like converted to Judaism. I'm not sure. Yeah. My dad was Catholic mm. and my mom was, and my grandparents almost didn't come to their wedding because it wasn't a Catholic wedding. And my dad was like, chose to be Protestant after that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't, I, I guess maybe more as an adult, the more exposed to other religions and other faiths, I could imagine that more. But I remember growing up, I was like, what's a big deal? Jeez. Um, but it was a big deal for my grandparents, for my them to have a Catholic wedding. And since they didn't, like it was like very controversial mm, with wow. their family. Do you guys think it makes um, a difference? Do you think it makes a difference if someone believes one thing and another person believes a different thing and they hold those separately? Do you think... Do you think agreeing in that, whether they hold it separately or not, do you think them being on the same page about that well, makes I think, a difference? I think the question more is, <laughs> is when you start, like when you start a relationship with someone, you want to have as many alliances with that person as possible because areas in which you don't cause friction. So it's like, no, I don't think it, ma- it necessarily matters. But then if you build a family and if you have children and then that becomes a point of friction because how do you raise them? Like who gets to bring the kids to what service and what denomination? And if it's like something that's equally important to you where it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm Jewish and I'm Protestant and these are important. I want to raise my kids Jewish. I want to raise our kids Protestant. It's like Mm -hmm. that becomes a point of tension in your relationship. So no, I don't think it's an issue, but yes, I do think it could cause potential problems does that make sense i i i also think with this is like a great example i think of like when you're in um like people extrapolate like singular situations that of people that make the thing work to apply to their life if they um more than like the general wisdom is like you got to be within the same ballpark or you got to be where Charlotte is to be like, he's clear with himself to be like, listen, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. And so she's like taking steps. So that counts within that. But I feel like there's a lot of times I'll hear of people that it's like, I think it's a pretty obvious thing that it's like, you got to be somewhere on the same page with the faith. And then sometimes people will force things to make work with someone by being like, but I know this one couple that blah, blah, blah. Right. When it's not working. But those people, that other couple, even if it's like they're Jewish and they're Catholic, they m- still may have an arrangement that it they're still meeting on a level of expectations, depending on what that is. And it still right. works for them. Like it's not a, f- a friction based thing for them. Yeah. Um, so I've seen it not work and I've seen it work. I just I think it's like an expectations thing. That's why I think Charlotte and Harry are actually really good right now. Yeah, because he's been clear enough with her once he got in f- to know that like if she wasn't taking these steps, then he would be like, "Listen, this go. is not going to work," and she yeah. knows that. Yeah, and so they really totally. are. Even even though she's going to convert and it's not a perfect setup, they're kind of like a pretty great example of how two faiths could come together. He really is like one. the opposite of big. He's like, "This is what I want. This is what <clears throat> I expect." If if it, if it doesn't. Like if you, like, it just is, is what it is. I love you. I want you, but I need this from you. And mm-hmm. if not, I got to go. And that's like, you yeah. can see how healthy yeah, that is versus someone who's just like a, a, a cigar smoking with scotch drinking loof bubbling his way through a, a city. He's very clear about all that stuff, but it's interesting because you're right. He's clear but he is also clear about like, I really like you. Like he's not going to be like, and if this doesn't happen for like, eh, maybe, maybe like me forget it, but he is like, Oh, I really want this, but these are the things that I need. Mm-hmm. There's a strong communication in that. I need a legal it, contract. I need some schmear on my face and I need mm-hmm. you, Charlotte. That's it. Yep. And I need this. I love two things, here. the Torah and your vagina. Come on over here. Come on. Sit on this. <laughs> um, do you guys know what do you guys know what a schmuck is? Yeah, it's a penis. No. It's not. That's a putz. What's a schmuck? A schmuck is the foreskin after the circumcision. Mm. It's the cut off. 
Isn't Oof. that make it such a better insult to call someone a schmuck? Like it sounds yeah. like way more like, ah, oh, that guy's like such a goofball. And really, I'm like, that's such a good insult to call someone a schmuck. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. That Harry's is... not a schmuck. No. Or a putz. No. He is a he's a mensch. He is a he's a he is a mensch. Um awesome. Let's do a Cosmo rating for this episode. Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Where are we at? I'm gonna think. All right, uh, I'm, I'm uh, processing. Okay, we're, we're let, let's just real quick because we get in these discussions. I'm processing. We 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 saw we met Smith Jared. She Allegedly, goes to, we don't, we didn't get his name yet. We don't know how significant he is. We met this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Miranda and the Tivo. Miranda Charlotte and Tivo. And the, and Charlotte and him, and then I got my we, rating. Carrie and I got one. I got right. one. Three, two, one. 3.0.75. Oh, I went really low. I gave it a 3.0. I, I, this, this episode was like so much about the bad. I don't know. It just felt like a downer episode to me. Like mm. it wasn't yeah. super slapsticky. It wasn't fun. There was like a, I liked Samantha's storyline with like, I loved the scene where she was like outlasting the women in Raw Bar. I've said that like 10 times, mm. but the, like the Charlotte one felt pretty serious. The Miranda one was like she got upset that her TiVo was was sat on by Magda. And then Wah. and then Carrie was just kind of a bummer in all episode because she was really processing whether or not she can get along with Berger, who mm -hmm. I think it's unfair to this episode, but I also have a really bad I'm I'm in a bad headspace about Berger. I know so many people hate him. So whenever mm -hmm. I watch him on screen, I'm like, I shouldn't like this guy. I shouldn't enjoy the scene and it takes me away from a little bit. So that's like a little bit of a bummer, but um, I gotta go. I gotta stick to 3.0 with this one. Not my favorite. Okay. I gave a 3.75. Um, I liked the Charlotte Harry episode or storyline. I think that it was it's well done and I think it's interesting. And I think like if it's a horse race, I really do think Charlotte is like in 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 the lead for just like one of the more interesting um storylines. This episode didn't necessarily have the laughs. I think you're right that it's kind of a it's kind of a frustrating thing. I really like got to call out our our listeners here. You've really tilted. You've haven't spoiled anything, but really the burger hate is really it's making me not be in the moment with those scenes and maybe that's for the scenes and maybe it's like I'm always being like what when's he going to do something that's really going to make me hate him? And I'm like Right now, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of wish I could just like enjoy that storyline. So shame on you. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's not just our listeners. It's literally like you hear so much. I just wonder why he elicits such strong reactions because he hasn't even been that flaky besides not. They mentioned that he didn't really call. But mm -hmm. I don't know. That's like that's like half of Big's whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the TiVo thing was not great. The Steve part I thought was was interesting and uh overall yeah 3.75 which i think is kind of low for me and i feel like maybe i could have gone a little lower but i'm satisfied i give it a 4.0 it might be because i'm reacting so strongly to the last episode where y'all gave it like such high numbers and i went really low and now i'm like oh gosh but I do feel like it was a solid episode in the sense that like not going to be a super memorable one but we know we meet some new guy who we know is Smith Jared, yeah. even if we didn't know it at the that's time. Like true. It's, that's it's, true. It's, a, it's, it's a pivotal thing for Samantha, which from what we know a little bit, that's a very pivotal thing in her story. Um, and love to see Magda again. Hadn't seen her in a bit. So love, love Lynn Cohen. Um, and, and I feel like we're getting a little bit of burger heat sizzling up on the grill. The thing about Burger, mm -hmm. this is this is a bigger discussion for later, but I wonder if the thing that's annoying about him is you can't ever really get a handle on him. Like he's kind of never making it work, but he's never really doing anything bad. But it's like, what is he doing? He's, you know, like he's kind of yeah, in the middle yeah. the whole time. So, uh, but yeah, 4.0. I felt like it was, I felt like it was solid. And I think I guess the biggest moments out of it would be Smith, Jared, um, just Miranda saying her. I love Powder Avenue. And then Miranda telling Steve she loved him, but then having to backpedal. Yeah. And and just more great Charlotte and Harry stuff. They make me so happy. They're great. Yeah. Um what about uh um, yeah, real, real, sorry, real quick, ahead, yeah. Corey, where was that burger place? Do you know where that burger place was? Was it five napkins? 
I, uh, I the thought first maybe place they were was. At. I don't yeah. know that. We we can look that up and see. I don't. Right. Know. If you know what hamburger place they're at, please let us know. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, last thing. Best burger in New York. If you have to, like, we've oh. been in quarantine right now. You get to go out and eat a burger at one place. Where do you go? I got my place. Corey, what is it? Corner that? Bistro. Corner Bistro, West Village. Kevin? Um, you got to get fries, too, though. I, Actually, we could. you could do two. You could do a high and a low if you want. Do a high and a low. Like the best burger best and the shittiest burger? burger. <laughs> you know that I can never I would pick say one thing. There's a really good on Broom Street. Uh, what's this place called? Ken's Broom Street Bar. Uh, Ken's Broom Street Bar. Broom, no, no, they have they have a good burger. Um, no, it's like a little bougier place, but the way they do their buns is really good. Um, John, what about you? While Kevin's looking, Corner Bistro. Heck yeah, gotta go Corner B. Really? Yeah, I'll say this, I feel like new, Corner new, Bistro is overrated. That's fine. You're, I, mean, I will. I will get in that argument with you because I read some some hip food blog that said the same thing, and then I like did some research, and I was like, I'm not wrong. Everyone else but that food blog says it. I mean, it's all opinion. I think if you want to go new school, go to Superiority Burger. Mm. Compl- it's an amazing place in the East Village. Um, Kevin, while you're looking that up, I want to share with all the listeners, we had a big milestone. We hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. So thank you That's everyone right. for following us. Thank you so much. Um, we love all of you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, obligatory, please leave us a review. Uh, mm-hmm. Share us what you think uh, we are in terms of Cosmo ratings. We hope it's mm-hmm. a five but it might be a two and uh, share a rating. Let us know why. um, And uh, tell your friends. We love you all. Kevin, did you find it by by now? Yes. The Randolph. I just really hope you say white castle. um, (laughs) White castle. I'll say this. Corey and I went to the coolest party of all time at a white castle. Yeah. The Wu-Tang clan played there and they rolled out the white castle impossible slider and it's very good. It was amazing. (laughs) But wait, what's the Randolph? It's, it's like uh, now they have one in Dumbo too. So I guess, but it's, it's just like, uh, I had their burger one time and it was just like, it's, it's right on, uh, broom street broom and Allen, I think it is. Okay. And, uh, just really solid, uh, big old, big old hunk of meat. It's just like a gastro pub type place. But, mm-hmm. um, when this is all done, we can go there. We can go give it. it a test. We're, uh, we'll we love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone stay Thank safe. You. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye now. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Aye, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs>